to the Bucket Drop Podcast, Season 2, Episode 16, and uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. You guys are you guys are awesome. Uh, you know, you can listen to any podcast, but the fact that you listen to this one means a lot. I'm just an average Joe giving my opinion on little things uh, in the NHL while I drive my car, as you can hear, and uh, yeah, I got a little magnet in my car, so uh, I'm not breaking the law, guys. And uh, like to thank everybody for the birthday wishes too. I didn't even realize that my birthday was on my profile. Apparently, I uh, probably thought that was a mandatory field. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot for that. I got bombarded with some birthday wishes, which which is awesome. Man, like getting older, you know, just uh, no, I'm not a big birthday guy nowadays. Uh, I used to get excited for my birthday. You know, like turning 18, you can drink and. Uh, in Quebec, if you're from uh, this area, you probably remember Moe's and the Saint. I still remember I had the biggest crush on the, the beer girl at uh, at the Saint. Good old days when beers were a dollar or a dollar fifty. You know, uh, but Moe's was uh, Moe's was the place to be though. Live bands, uh, so that place was awesome. But I think that place was Sundays, if I recall. So it was a uh, place that you went on the long weekends or something. Anyways, chime in on Facebook and let me know. I'm in a Facebook, Bobby Longgrass, if you're a listener. Um, you know, I've had a lot of friends, uh, you know, add me, um, which are mutual friends with uh, Joe Lazito. So, uh, obviously, Joe's bringing some attention to my podcast, which I really appreciate that. Joe's Joe's podcast is great. Um, he goes real deep in, the, uh, in his interviews. Uh, he did a bridge episode between uh, part four and five with uh, Trevor Gillies so uh, it's like a mini series with Trevor Gillies and it's uh, it's awesome every episode is like two hours I believe and uh, yeah just uh, going from the beginning of his career to that famous brawl between uh, Pittsburgh and uh, the Islanders so uh, definitely go check him out guys Uh, great podcast Montreal Canadiens coming up big in their last win Eric Stahl playing the hero pretty cool when you think about Eric Stahl Eric Stahl uh, and the whole Stahl family imagine how proud those parents are four boys you know they're I think their parents uh, were farmers and uh, four boys who made it to the NHL with NHL contracts three of the boys had full NHL con- er, uh, careers and uh, one of the boys had a uh, full AHL career and played a couple games in the NHL with the Carolina Hurricanes three of the boys played for the Carolina Hurricanes but uh yeah, it's just one of those one of those things where it'd be cool to have fans, you know, just so uh, Eric Stahl can feel the love, like the love that I felt when you guys, uh, with all those birthday wishes, you know, just the first overtime goal for the Montreal Canadiens this year, which is pretty crazy, and he's, it's scored by uh, Eric Stahl, and I love the call, uh, you know, the announcer was like, welcome to your new team, and welcome to your new city, Eric Stahl, but yeah, the lack of fans kind of sucks, you know. A lot of big moments in uh, Montreal Canadian history. I remember being there. Uh, you know, I was there when Peros hit the ice. I know that's not a good moment, but you know, I was there for good moments too. You know, uh, big goals by Kovalev. And, you know, and uh, I wasn't there when when he hammered. Actually, no, I think I was there. See, I'm gonna become one of those guys there that lies about being there. You know how there's like a million people that were uh, that were there when the Montreal Canadiens won the cup crazy how they can fit a million people in the arena but uh 
No, I was there for. Uh, I was definitely there when Laroc was goading. Uh, um, Luchich to fight after uh, Luchich had kind of flexed after beating up Commissaric, who's uh, not the greatest fighter, of course. And uh, Montreal Canadiens uh, taking on the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Uh, I think the Leafs are going to win that one. Uh, so, uh, prediction, I guess. I don't have much money in my Betway account, so I don't know if I'll bet on it. Maybe I will. Just because we don't have our spark plug in Gallagher. Maybe uh, Paul Byron can be a short-time uh, replacement because uh, Gallagher can't catch a break, or he can catch a break, I guess, because he broke his hand, but um, not not lucky with the hands, and uh, kind of, and, and the reason for that is because the guy doesn't take a shift off, he's always in the dirty areas, always in front of the net, so uh, yeah, pretty shitty for Gallagher, because uh, yeah, that guy is the heart and soul of the team, and uh, losing him... You know that's that's a big loss for the Montreal Canadiens. You know he might not have the C on his uh, on his jersey, but uh, definitely uh, you know he's assistant captain. And uh, if Weber wasn't around, he would be the, the captain of the Montreal Canadiens. And kind of cool story, you know, fifth round overall in uh, 2010, I want to say 147th pick by the Montreal Canadiens and uh you know the guy wasn't like a crazy stud in juniors he was a bit above a point per game you know and you know just worked hard every day sure still works hard and uh yeah he's like one of the most important players on the team and uh you know you could look at Galchenyuk in comparison I think he was drafted in 12 2012 he was fourth overall you know first round pick and then he uh he basically a bub- bubble player now, right? Um, I I actually kind of partied with him at a bar before, and uh, you know he seems like a nice guy, but I don't think that he uh, he's always giving it a hundred percent. But uh, yeah, if, when my kids get older, if uh, Gallagher is still playing, because I don't think he's going to change the way he plays. He only knows one way to play. Um, I definitely make them watch uh, Gallagher. You know, even my daughter. It doesn't matter what sport you like, you know, maybe you're a baseball player, um, you know, your kids play baseball, your kids play lacrosse, I would still tell them, even if it's a different sport, to watch Gallagher, because the, the guy is just all heart and soul, and uh, yeah, you know, you want to play professional sports, I'd be like, just play like that, dude, maybe you'll have a chance to make it, and uh, the Ottawa Senators taking on the Edmonton Oilers, I think Edmonton Oilers lost against the Montreal Canadiens, so they're going to want to at least win one this week so I would go with the Edmonton Oilers to win so I would parlay those two Edmonton to win and Montreal to win or sorry and uh, Toronto to win not going to be a big payout but a uh, little tensy on that and uh, I think that you're uh, you're good to go and moving on to uh, the UFC uh, actually before that I'm going to talk about a little skirmish in baseball uh, nothing much to talk about but uh, Castellanos from the um, he plays for the Reds, Cincinnati, and uh, and he was in a little skirmish. I think it was this week. I don't watch baseball a lot, but I like to see, you know, a little bit of intensity. And uh, yeah, so you had uh, you had him in the opening day. Um, he got a homer, and uh, he kind of uh, 
added to it, you know, by dancing and prancing uh, to around the the bases and doing the bat flip and you know opening day like take it easy buddy and uh anyway so the cardinals didn't appreciate that so in their next meeting which would have been like i think this week or the previous week uh the he got beaned by the pitcher and then he had some words to say and then finally he had a three base uh hit and while he was on third base the pitcher threw a ball and it slipped his hand and uh it slipped out of his hand and anyways so uh you know the catcher had to run back for it and uh while he was while Castellanos uh saw that happen he 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 stole the base and he ran into uh to home and so the pitcher at the same time he's running towards the home plate to uh, catch the ball and uh make the out but uh Castellanos slides in to be safe and uh after being safe obviously he stands up but instead of going back to uh, the dugout, he uh, he flexes above the pitcher like, yeah, you like that? And uh, anyways, the bench is cleared. Uh, There's no punches thrown. And that's why I like hockey because uh, you do some cocky shit like that in hockey, you're going to get punched. And uh, that's why it's awesome to have fights and uh, self-policing in hockey. But yeah, something... Uh, a little interesting in baseball. I'm not a big baseball fan. Sorry if you are. I just uh I've been to two games where it was one nothing and you know a pitching battle. I guess that's entertaining for big time uh, baseball fans, but moving on to uh some some actual uh fights. There was a great fight that uh I got to hear about thanks to the uh Coliseum Chronicles uh, in his bridge episode. So uh the Philadelphia Flyers finally have a guy in the lineup that can, you know, drop the gloves. Samuel Moray, um, a big uh, win against Ross Johnson, which I know is one of uh, Joe's favorite players that's currently playing. And it's about time that the Philly Flyers, you know, they they, they pick up a tough guy. Uh, I know he's not like a, a heavyweight of old. You know, he probably has like two or three fights in the AHL per year. But uh, yeah, just a big boy, six six, and uh, fighting Ross Johnson, who's six five. I'm sure uh, if they uh, meet again, Johnson's gonna want some uh, some revenge. So uh, yeah, always like like to see uh, some good tilt, and it was a good tilt before uh, you know Moray got uh, got a good punch on uh, on Johnston, and uh, Johnston I'm sure will be back in full force. Uh, it didn't look like a TKO or anything like that. He looked like he was. Uh, Still ready to bang, um, but the refs kind of jumped in, so I don't know if that'd be considered a TKO in today's game. But go check out that fight: two big monsters, six six versus six five. And uh, yeah, like I said, just good to have a the the Flyers to have a guy who can actually uh, take care of them of himself. You know, uh, think about all the guys they had: Fedorik, you know, uh, Riley Cote, back in the day, Schultz, Dupont. Um, the list goes on, right? It's kind of why my hats are that color, black and orange. They've always been like a tough team, you know, bullied people around. And uh, I'm not saying that I'm, I like bullies, but I'm just saying they were called the Broad Street Bullies for a reason, right? And uh, yeah, guys, if uh, uh, if you guys want to buy a hat, um, just uh, hit me up. All the money goes towards charity. So I don't talk about it on every podcast. Sometimes I forget, but yeah, just hit me up, guys. And uh, other fights... Um, so obviously the Jake Paul versus Ben Askren is going to happen tonight, April 17th. But um, I actually saw um, another fight that's uh, kind of interesting. 
entertainment-wise, I guess, right? A pro boxer with eight wins and uh, all his wins by KO. He was actually, like, ranked number 10 in the WBA for his uh, weight class. Is fighting a reggae star. So the way it happened, I listened in the press conference. Basically, he's he was hitting on a girl, the boxer, and uh, the reggae guy started cock-blocking, and he was getting mad that he was hitting on a girl at a club. Um, so I don't know, maybe one of his baby mamas or whatever it is, who cares? But uh, anyways, yeah, so this reggae star basically he's been training for 30 days and he's taken on a pro boxer so expect a 30 second ko or at least a first round ko for that one yeah so definitely tune in early for uh the jake paul uh fight card um there's gonna be some uh entertaining ones like i said that one i tried to find a way to bet on it i because i don't know what it would pay out but definitely think that the guy's gonna get ko'd in uh 30 seconds unless the boxer decides to play with him like uh you know what um a cat plays with a ball of string maybe he'll decide to do that kind of like how uh, Mayweather uh, toyed with uh, McGregor you know bet on himself to win in a certain round so who knows you never know um but I bet you if you bet on that reggae star and he happens to I don't know the boxer ends up slipping on a banana peel you know that's uh that'd be a good payout for sure uh now uh, one guy which I, I find he's a little bit unlikable in the UFC. He's a good fighter. I just personally, I find he's, I don't know, a little bit full of himself. Uh, you know, calls himself uh, the, well, he sort of calls himself the GOAT. I saw an interview recently and he basically says uh, he knows how he feels about the GOAT, uh, the GOAT conversation in the UFC, but as uh, Kamaru Usman. So, good fighter. Uh, recently, uh, you know, he, uh, he fought Gilbert Burns, who was uh, had a lot of hype behind him, and uh, he KO'd him. But before that, he fought Jorge Masvidal, and uh, now, you know, Jorge Masvidal had it in his back pocket, the excuse that he didn't have a full camp. But Jorge Masvidal, the way he got himself into uh, title contention was, um, you know, he had a big win against Till. And uh, Till is a guy who had won against Wonderboy. So, in Wonderboy, you know, like he's always been at the top of the rankings. Uh, but after that, like I, like I say, the, the Till win, the KO, would have been his legitimate win to make it to, you know, a title contention. But after that, he beat. Who was it? Uh, Nate Diaz, who's not even ranked. Uh, you know, he beat uh, Ben Askren. Ben Askren, who is. A new name in the UFC. Obviously, he had a lot of success in other organizations, but not really. I don't know. Like he, sh- Ben Askren wasn't a ranked guy either. And uh, you know, I'm not saying that Jorge Masvidal didn't deserve a title fight, but to deserve a, a rematch right away, I find it's kind of stupid. Um, you know, Kamaru Usman wants to say he's the goat, and you know, he's deciding to fight Jorge Masvidal. To me, 170 is the most competitive division. There's a lot of fighters that he could be taking on instead. Um, like I think that Wonderboy he deserves a chance at the title you know Styles make fights and uh, I think that you know he had two good fights against the former champion although he lost in decision but you know he's had uh, big wins in his career Uh, the only one you know like and he beat Jorge Masvidal so I just like to see uh, you know a, a a taller fighter against Kamaru Usman. You know, he says he's the GOAT. I still think GSP is the GOAT. You know, 
it was still a competitive division when uh, when when uh, GSP was fighting. I think it's the division with the best fighters. You got all kinds of guys. You got Colby Covington that's in there too. He's you know, but he lost Kamaru Usman, so I don't think that he deserves a rematch right away. Like, let's stop recycling these fights. And you know, if he wants to seize the goat, I think he has to defend it and he has to clear out the division. I think he needs to beat everybody. Even though you know Jorge Masvidal knocked out Till. I still think that, you know, Till poses a more difficult fight than Jorge Masvidal does. You know, I he, he's a good striker, great boxing. Anyways, just think that if you want to be considered the GOAT, you have to clear out the division. That's what Israel Adesanya is doing. Um, you know, that's what Francis Ngannou is going to do, I hope. I hope it's not going to be a rematch right away with Stipe Miocic. You know, actually, I hope Stipe retires. He's had a great career, Hall of Famer. Um, but, yeah, that whole GOAT talk is kind of weird. You know, to me, you want to be the GOAT, you have to defend your belt and not just against the same fighters over and over again. But I hope that everybody has a great weekend. Uh, you can always expect a Monday episode. And uh, thanks for all the listens, like I said. You guys, uh, there's a million podcasts out there for you to listen to mine. Much appreciated. Take care of your Ks. That's your knuckles, by the way. Bucket drop.